You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right, so we are down a man, down a lady. Yeah, she's still on vacation, right? She's in Cancun. Oh, or Cabo or some C word down somewhere, in Mexico. Somewhere in Mexico, yeah. <laughs> good whatever, for her, man. Whatever. We're, we're, we're happy she's not here. We don't even want her here. It's all good. Oh, we're the we biggest are... <laughs> jealous people right now. Are you kidding? <laughs> we are very jelly at the moment, as you can tell, but it's Friday, yeah. so we're we're making do. And we actually have a guest Excellent. on with us today, so it's not just gonna be the two of us. Because yeah. that would be really awkward, Nick. I know. It would be weird. What would we talk about? Well, we could talk about your T-shirt and the cool graphic, des- you know, the deep end design T-shirt. <laughs> don't, bring up, don't bring up the fact that I'm wearing the gra- <laughs> the, the podcast T-shirt today. Uh, so, hilarious. like, this is the T-shirt we had made for Adobe Max, obviously. And yeah. I feel like half the time we record, I'm just wearing this accidentally. Really? Yeah, this is okay. So this is my go-to T-shirt, just be, not because it, it's so it's the comfortable. Best shirt. It's the best. It's literally, shirt. like for anyone out there listening, who um, where did we order these from again? T Public. T Public. The yeah. T-shirts they have on T Public. If you get like the um, the vintage, the, what are they called? Soft like vintage or, or soft vintage or whatever. Soft. Yeah. I could wear Dude. this like all week. I know. <laughs> for sure. I I uh, yeah. True story. I bought like three. <laughs> yeah. You just, wear them out, you just wear them out in public to see if I'm waiting for that moment. You. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for that moment, dude. I want my Mikel moment. <laughs> right. One of these days. True. <laughs> well, before we get to our guest, let's talk a little bit about our friends over at Skillshare. Skillshare is amazing. So, you know, you listen to the show, which tells me you want to you want to learn. You want to continue your design education. And it's funny, like one of the listener questions we get all the time is the question of do i need formal education in design or not exactly yeah so if you're thinking of like sending that question in sorry we've we've covered it but i'll answer (laughs) it right now you don't necessarily need a formal education thanks to people like skillshare um they really have every course you could ever need just to teach yourself in real time skills as you need them um So Skillshare, if you don't know, is an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in graphic design, logo design, illustration, and more. You can learn anything from a big subject to a small, tiny one. Um, In fact, in honor of our guest today, I found (laughs) a small little class you could take called How to Design a Beer Label. So (laughs) it gets gets that granular. So you can really learn anything specific. Or you can learn all of Photoshop. You can learn, yeah. All, like let, let's say a new version of Photoshop comes out, you can learn all the new that features. That new update, exactly. Which is pretty incredible. So get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. We've worked out that deal. That's right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to over 18,000 classes for just 99 cents, less than a dollar. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash graphic. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash graphic to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash graphic. All right. So I've been doing a lot of talking. You want to introduce our guest, Nick? 
Yeah. So All we right. should say too, this is the first of our uh, kind of a new series that I think Wes mentioned a few episodes a few episodes ago, where we want to kind of find people that do a specific kind of design discipline or niche in design. What do you specialize in? And so we're welcoming our first guy here. He's no stranger to the show. We've had him on a few questions, I believe. And I've been on his show as well. Please welcome oh, yeah, uh, Ryan Wheaton. Yeah. Say hello, Ryan. Hey, hey what's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Good. Welcome good, to the man. show. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks when, for we, me. when I put out the word for this, like you were the first person to respond. So <laughs> thanks for yeah. being our first victim here. Yeah, absolutely. I jumped on it. All right, Ryan. So tell, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, yourself and what you do. Uh, give us a good little intro. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So yeah, I'm a professional designer for about 15 years. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, for the last 10 years, uh, I was working for a, a marketing and advertising agency, and I was a creative director there. Mm-hmm. Um, had lots of good different uh, variety of, of projects and, and skills I picked up while I was there. Uh, for the last, um, well, I'm currently independent freelance designer at the, at the moment. Um, and for like the last four, actually probably about five years now, um, I really kind of focused in on, on the craft beer industry uh, and market and uh, really just kind of putting myself out there as, as somebody that, that's kind of uh, knowledgeable in beer branding nice. and beer design work. Yeah. Um, and through that, uh, I started a, I started a podcast called Branding Brews, which which Nick, you've been on a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were great. I appreciate it. Thanks. Man. And it's been a, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a not only is it a specialized area that you work in, but now you've made a specialized podcast in it as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. We'll, yeah. Double we'll time. In, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, get into, into that. that. We'll, we'll get into that for sure, because that's one of the kind of avenues of ways I've been able to connect with people in the industry and, and get myself out there. But cool. Um, yeah. So being basically just, uh, you know, there was a, at a certain point, I realized that uh, my design style and, and my interests really kind of fell into the craft beer industry. So cool, cool. You know, I, we, we talk about it a lot. And I think some of our listeners have asked specifically about this. So I'm glad we're talking about it uh, in a way to show a few examples, including yourself on how this happened and everything. I'm curious to know, how did you wind up in this? Is it something that just happened over time or did you kind of make it a, a specific goal to get into this uh, specialized zone of craft yeah. beer? Right, right. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it ended up kind of being a specific goal. Um, there was uh, some things that were happening with, with like my professional career. Uh, I was kind of going down the route of doing more like web, web design and like UX, like UX, UI design. Um, and... Uh, when I started doing my design career, I, I was really, really into like snowboarding and that kind of like skating, snowboarding kind of uh, aesthetic and design because I was also into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really my goal when I started my design career was to get into that industry. And uh, I, I kind of ended up veering away from that. Um, and at some point, uh, I, I think I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of blogs. And I was I was checking out this one podcast that was talking about focusing on a niche and, and trying yeah. to spe- specialize in, in that. Uh, and I think around that same time, um, kind of realized that uh, my design style um, really kind of fit that that industry really well. Um, and this was about five or six years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, basically, after kind of listening to that one podcast and kind of realizing that, oh, maybe I should focus on a niche, I kind of was like, yeah, maybe, you know. I'm not really happy doing the, the UI and UX web design and application design type stuff. I mean, I, yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't really my jam. So yeah. uh, I think yeah. at that at that point, I just decided to kind of set a path and start going down that going down that road. So cool. So like your particular style, you saw 
when you looked and kind of studied the, the, the design of craft beer and everything, that was a good relating kind of connection there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, cool. it just my visual aesthetic, I, I just kind of noticed. And I mean, it helped that I was been like an avid craft beer fan since I was uh, eight, <laughs> four since I was. Yeah. <laughs> a wee lad. Yeah. Doesn't that, ha- doesn't that happen in Portland? I mean, it starts around yeah. five, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 We start, start them young. No. Um, yeah. Oh, not quite. I should, have been, I should have been born there, man. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. not quite. Yeah. Not quite that young, but uh, yeah, yeah, but like eighteen. So I mean, but uh, so yeah, I mean, for about twenty years now. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm dating myself here, but yeah, for about twenty years, I've been an avid craft beer fan, and so I just, um, loving loving the loving beer and loving just like the kind of visual aesthetic of everything. Yeah, I just thought it was a really good fit for for my style. Cool. Very nice. Yeah, and it's and it's a great one because there's so many different styles that kind of. Are encompassed oh, wow, yeah. within it you know it's not like yeah, abso- it's all it's all one thing absolutely these days even even more so oh, um wow. yeah the, the craft beer industry has kind of taken a really interesting uh change in, the, in this even in the last five years um when craft beer started first was gaining popularity it was it was really pretty crummy uh design aesthetics it was really kind of clip arty and chunky <laughs> yeah. and just kind oh, of God. It's like yeah. it's like what the cannabis industry is going through right now. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, it's some exactly pretty right. bad design. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's you know, and, and very uh, one dimensional in a in a way too. Like yeah. at the beginning of any of these kind of new trends, it's always yeah. very the same. Yeah, know, yeah, regardless of regardless of good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of like yeah. sil- silhouettes of busty women. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a whole hot topic. I actually covered yeah. in my yeah. podcast too. Is the whole yeah. Um, being inclusive, being inclusive in design and, and yeah. Um, but yeah, the cannabis industry, that's another one. Don't, don't tell anyone, but I think that's another industry to get into. It's a good niche. Oh, I, I already know enough people <laughs> yeah, sure. that are being, they pay they, in they, cash. It's a per- yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, le- but even more so now that it's becoming more legit specifically here in California. Yeah. Um, and I saw an article, I think it was on the die line. It was talking about the whole idea that as designers, here's a whole new area to, to now be really in legitimately yeah. in a way. And we're seeing incredible, look at some of the, uh, the design coming out. It, some of the n- nicest packaging b- being done right now is in that industry, which is pretty, yeah. pretty amazing to look at. Kind of like yeah, what beer did a few years ago and even now. Exactly. Yeah. The cannabis industry is stepping up their game. They're really, uh, mm-hmm. I think they're needing to stand out on the shelf, you know, just like any other booming sure. kind of industry. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, what is the most interesting thing that you would say about uh, the beer, the beverage, the beer industry? Um, beer? Yeah. Free samples from clients? Yeah. Yeah. You're in it for the perks. I get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we'll work for beer. Um, no, the, <laughs> the, uh, the most interesting thing, that's, that's, it's, it's, I think there's multiple like kind of facets to, about benefits to to working in, in the beer industry. It's just the beer community is so awesome. Um, you know, it's super, it's super competitive, but I, literally like everybody I meet, like that works at a brewery, like knows everybody else in the community that works at other breweries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, it's competitive, but everyone's, it's such a, it's such a supportive community. Um, yeah. you know, every, I, I host beer branding events and design events, like along those lines. And, um, everyone I work with at these, at, these different breweries they they love to collaborate they love to collaborate with other breweries um so it's just a really really awesome community um and uh so yeah i mean i, th- I think that aspect of it is really appealing um and it's, so it's great to be around those type of people uh, i think any other 
you know, the other client that I've worked with is not in the beer industry. It's just, um, I guess, could kind of feel a little stale to a lack of a better word. I mean, obviously it depends mm-hmm. on the client and, and the projects and stuff, but um, it's been really great just to have that kind of like everyone be so friendly and, and have that community. That's true. Nice. I, I've also found that they're very uh, open to op- referring you to other breweries as well too, where I haven't, I, I always almost feel like in other industries I work in, that's such a competitive thing that they don't want to do that. And yet yeah. in this field, I feel like one of the greatest advantages or coolest specialty things about it is the fact that they will give you a referral. They'll tell you, tell another brewery about you or a brewer. Yeah. You know? I think there's so many unique aspects to branding beer and, and a lot of it comes down to the quality of the beer and uh, people that drink beer these days, they're, it's their tastes are, you know, more developed, I think. And they're, they're really wanting to try other, other types of breweries and other beers. They're looking yeah, for that. So that's while, true. while it's important for a brewery to stand out uh, at the same time, I think they know, they know drinkers are not going to like drink their beer on a regular basis. They're going to be, they're going to be hopping around to different breweries. And so I think they're, sure. they're, they're okay. I think with, with the competition and, and kind of allowing you as a designer to go out and work with other breweries and, and not feel yeah. like that's a bad thing. I like to think one of the the most interesting things is just that and the fact that you can almost relate it to what coffee and wine have gone through when they just blew up. And all of a sudden, like you're saying, the casual drinker of of either coffee, wine, beer now has become more of a little bit of a, you know, expert or they develop their taste buds for it, too. Yeah. So that your audience as a designer is even bigger and, and more defined sometimes because of that fact. So. That's something you keep in mind as you're designing, I'm assuming, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? What yeah. were you going to say, Wes? Oh, I was just going to say it's one yeah. of the best things that I think that we're we're finally seeing as a, as a society, I think, that element of, like, abundance and not trying to just squirrel everything away for yourself. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, the fact is, yeah, it's like you said, like a wine drinker um, who no wine drinker I've ever met has one bottle that they keep going back to over and over again. You like the variety. Yeah. And it's like, it's a hobby. People love a hobby and, you know, beer tasting, wine tasting is a pretty accessible one, especially beer tasting. Cause there's no, I don't think there's any like $200 bottles of beer out there. So it's, yeah. <laughs> kinda anyone, anyone yeah. can get on board and do that. And when, yeah. and I think whenever you, you travel to a new region, every, every area, every state has their own, kind of local market for that so it's yeah it, it, i think it has become a big hobby for people mm-hmm. so yeah. it's a great industry to get into i'm sure yeah yeah absolutely i reason. agree and it i think one of the best things you could say too is it's so it's growing so fast i mean i can only imagine in your neck of the woods but like in la it is unbelievable how underground it used to be for so long and now slowly seeing it kind of get more and more real and places opening up. And I, I even mention it to students sometimes too, that it's like, if it's something you like to do and it's something you enjoy, what a great thing to do as one of your specialties or even just anywhere under your umbrella as a designer, because I think you're, you're a fan of it. And that, that to me is the most interesting part of working in something that you truly enjoy as well. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, the per- you're the perfect candidate. You know? Yeah, it's kind of a twofold thing because, you know, like being like a student, you know, or whatever, when you're younger, everyone always tell you, you know, do something you love, you know, and you'll, mm-hmm. you'll, never, you'll never work a day in your life. 
So the cool thing is like <laughs> when working for the beer industry, it's like, well, not only do I love doing design, but I love beer. So it's kind of a yeah. twofold thing for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll fully admit I did a flyer this morning. It took me a few minutes, but it's, it, it's paying in beer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why not? It's, it's like a second brewery that I'm starting to work with. And I was kind of like, it's, it's funny. It changes your whole, um, like I don't typically do that, but it was like, I kind of want to, because it's kind of like one, it felt good to help another small business out in a way. And so I find it just overall so interesting of a topic of just whatever your specialty is. So I, I love yeah. the idea that we're talking about, but this will lead me to this next question. I, and I think it's, this is more about being a specialized designer in general, not so much the beer community, but what are the advantages you've found and what are like the disadvantages you've found of, of, of being so specialized? Have you found anything in that? in either, either one yeah um so the, i mean the advantages i think is like once you the advantages is that you can kind of like focus on on that market so you can really kind of start to understand yeah. it um you know where if you're working for a variety of different clients that are in different markets or different type of uh industries then um you kind of have to be more on your toes and like each new project that comes in you kind of have to uh be able to to learn what their market is and what the like nuances is uh, yeah. are are yeah. of, the, of that market. Um, so I think one of the advantages is that like you know uh, while every brewery is, and every brewery brand is going to be different, uh, it's still in the same industry, still in the same market. You know, you know people love beer, and, and once you kind of know that, then that gives you a pretty good advantage. Um, yeah, in, in that aspect, yeah. And um, you're probably always designing it on the same basic template, more or less. Correct. Like just in terms of the, the bottle size and yeah, all that um, kind of right. stuff. So right, right. I mean, like the some... canvases are the same in a way, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I mean, you're you're generally working with like you know you're gonna do like the six pack carrier box, or you're gonna do like a twelve pack box, or you're just gonna be doing just the can, like can wrap or a bottle mm -hmm. label, and so and, and the canvas. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And then there's also once you learn the the legal aspects, which is another <laughs> yeah. thing you, you need to learn about when it comes to labels, uh, requirements yeah. and stuff. Uh, but once you learn that, then I think you have that in mind. And so then that is kind of a templatized thing in, in that you have to have certain requirements. And um, yeah. Um, so other than wording, is there anything like visually you're not allowed like to include on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, what, yeah what's some of that? Um, man, um, to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of experience there because I think I just kind of avoided that. Um, okay. Yeah. It's a smart, and that's a smart move because your yeah. the warnings are there. I think I think Ryan and you know, I like talked about that. Skeletons with like X's for eyes, or yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but they they can literally. I think they could literally just deny something and with no reason mm -hmm. when it mm -hmm. goes to be approved. You know, I think uh, we both share a lot with that. Uh, um, what's that one uh, uh, craft beer uh, branding thing that you and I were both sharing a while back? Do you remember? Uh, was oh. it Co? Uh, craft beer guidelines that one that one website yeah. that had a ton of stuff uh -huh. on there that codo yeah. uh company they yep. put together that and it was true like that was there's a great warning in there i think we were even talking about that like I, I was checking with ryan on some tips on stuff when i was getting into this and there's a few lines in there that will say you've got to give it to them they have 90 days to look at this and they can decline something for any reason if it's just not appropriate like graphic yeah. and type so it could be something you're saying or something you're showing in a way yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah, definitely look into it. Uh, you know, there are some guidelines there. Um, I, you know, I think you can't, like you can't lead to anything being like drunk 
you know, type thing, or you can't probably show somebody drunk or that you can't say that it gets you wasted on the label. Um, but, uh, yeah. And the thing with the, with the alcohol, I think it's TTB, the label approvals, it's, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird political thing that I think the beer industry really hates this because it depends on whose desk it crosses over. Cause sometimes you'll get something approved like with no problem. And sometimes mm -hmm. someone else will be more picky about it. Um, so that's, yep. that's always something weird about it, but let's just hope it's not on Larry's desk. He's strict. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That Larry. Damn, damn Larry. You hope for Helen um, in that case. She, anything goes <laughs> Helen. Yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I, um, well, and then I get, I think like we want to talk about a little bit about like disadvantages. Um, I, I would say that, that also because it is kind of a limited market in space as well. So that's an advantage sure. and a disadvantage. Um, uh, and, and, uh, there's, there is, there's like 6,000 plus breweries out there now. Um, there's been about 800 new breweries, uh, each year since about 2012. That's incredible. Um, yeah. It's been seeing crazy growth and everyone's talking about how it's going to plateau or, or even, you know, and I, I think that that might happen, but, people are still loving beer. So I think it's going to still keep growing. Um, so, I mean, the, the, I guess the disadvantage is that uh, you have a limited amount. I mean, if you look about how many designers are out there or look at about how many agencies focus on craft beer, um, you know, it's kind of a, a limited pool to a certain sense. That's true. Um, yeah. And then I think also like brewery budgets is, as well. Uh, there's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's gotta be the biggest, I think there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, I know you guys they kind of literally talk pay about in beer. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes, but, but they're the, the cool thing is to their spirit that most of them are young, uh, group of uh, people getting together to start something and maybe their finances are not really, uh, what we might be used to in typical startups, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I, I agree. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, a lot of them are, are, are new, new breweries. I would say are a lot of times are people that have never started a business before. They just love beer. They are their home brewers and they're like, yeah, I want to go do this thing. So yeah. they don't always necessarily have like the, the business background and, um, or like branding and, and design background where they, they, you know, so sometimes you have to educate them on, on the value of branding and the value of design. Um, yeah. and, uh, really make sure that you can get into it from that aspect. Yeah. yeah. And I know you, I know you guys before have talked about kind of like qualifying clients, you know, before to make sure that it's worth your time, you know, and especially if you're busy, busy freelancer. Um, and so that's one of those things where I think like, uh, sometimes you can get a lot of these breweries that don't know the value of design yet or branding. And so you get, you can get a lot of like tire kicking before you can really get to like the, 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 the brewery clients that are really ready to, to invest some time and money into some good branding. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. I can only imagine, you know, and I wonder if there's any, <laughs> I wonder if there's any breweries out there that are kind of advertising on like 99 designs or something. Oh, um, I think they are. I'll yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Yeah. There's a local, uh, there's a local brewery here in Portland. Um, <laughs> That uh, they're doing really well. They're doing really well, but they did get their logo uh, design off off of Ninety Nine Designs, um, and, uh, I, they, and it shows. It, 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 it does kind of show. It's it's interesting though. I mean, they've done really well from themselves, you know. And obviously, a brand is not just a logo, so that that's really exactly. kind of a case to show that they they've been kicking ass. Um, you know, they're expanding. They're opening another brewery, and uh, they're doing really really well. Uh, personally, I'd like to see them invest some more in their branding and, and make it even better. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, so it works for them. I, I, there's obviously a lot of negatives yeah. to it. But it's true, too. You can you can spotlight a few 
very well-to-do, famous, big-time brands in the craft beer world, and they have terrible design. Yeah. And, and I think they're playing off of that in a way. You look mm -hmm. at Pliny the Elder, and, and that's been like every designer will first say, like, this is the most horrible-looking label you've ever seen. But yeah. they were one of the first to be like, I think they just played marketing well, and they made it a very rare beer, uh, beer to find. Yeah. And, and you had to ask for it at some places. So, like, that just brought the anticipation yeah. big. But design had nothing to do with it. And then it's just a clever like, name, yeah. you know? It's like normcore design for hipsters. They, the uglier yeah. it is, the more yeah. they'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, some breweries do that. And I think to a certain point, some breweries like to be the kind of like punk rock, the kind of like, uh, you know, like mm -hmm. just be, just kind of be rebel. like, screw you. Yeah. Like whatever. Uh, and interesting, like I, uh, I talked to somebody that, who was kind of familiar with Lagunitas, uh, with, yes. a, with a designer that worked for Lagunitas. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always just kind of, uh, Wonder. nearly nearly well nearly <laughs> nearly cringe at, at their at their branding but it was interesting yeah. he said he said that in their brand guidelines that's actually what they do he's like they they say you have to stretch fonts you yeah. have to like wow. okay do, like yeah like it was really interesting because everything i look at, i'm like this is just oh man but hey he if they, if they, they intentionally do. if they intentionally did that i kind of dig it like yeah. i hate it to be an accident and then <laughs> be successful yeah. like you know yeah, yeah, so yeah. the fact yeah. that they set out for that is pretty yeah. interesting yeah you know? but yeah I think interesting wording be... you have to stretch fonts yeah like, i don't I know yeah. God. i don't understand that <laughs> yeah that would be hilarious we, we I, insist yeah. on it <laughs> a minimum of that minimum of 123 percent stretch yeah, yeah. <laughs> well then this this rebellious attitude kind of jump you know piggybacking off of this wouldn't that be another advantage that you get uh maybe some clients that are a little more uh open to let's say, you know, breaking down the barriers, doing something different. Uh, and we, we all want that because if, especially if we're working with very corporate minded, uh, you know, clients. Yeah. It's, that's a definitely a, a, a kind of can be a refreshing change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can also be really challenging too. Sometimes when you have, oh, yeah. a, when you have a, a, an open canvas without any, uh, you know, guidelines that sometimes that could be the most challenging for a designer, you know, sometimes yeah. having, having some sort of a box to stay within can kind of help you, you know, to sure. create a design. Yeah. Do, do you really stress the storyline, like the, the brand story when you're in this to kind of help it be a little bit easier of a, of a design process for you? Yeah. I, whenever I can, I definitely, I definitely mm. try to do that. Um, I definitely kind of, try to work with the brewery and, and kind of get to get to the core of their brand, like what their values are and, and, cool. um, and yeah. And, and in any way possible, I mean, that's just going to help kind of drive the design whenever you, you can dig that deep with the client, if they have the money and they, and they're willing to explore that and take the time to do that, uh, that definitely can help. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, cause then it's just, uh, giving you something deeper than just, Oh, that looks cool. You know, or, mm -hmm. or it's, it stands out from the competition, which is obviously important. So, Yeah yeah all right nice. cool okay so yeah. how how do you find these guys so you say like what do you what do you say 800 800 new uh beers come on the market every year how do you how do you go after it how do you find them yeah or do they find you uh well both yeah um i guess i'll give you a little quick and kind of funny story about how i got started that kind of helped but um so some friends of mine there's a, a great brewery anderson valley brewing company in northern california and they have this kind of legendary beer festival and, and our friends uh, had been going to this festival for like 10 years consecutively. Uh, so I made like kind of a commemorative poster just for, for our crew because it was the 10th year. Uh, and I was the, the beer festival at the time didn't have the, the greatest design work for it. And I was just like, 
had already put together this poster and, and I was like, well, you know oh, what? Wow. Gonna, yeah. I was like, I'm going to call up this brewery. I'm going to slap their logo on it and then kind of pitch it to them and say, Hey, if you want to use this for the festival, feel free. Uh, I already made it and I just, I love you guys. and I love what you guys are doing. So, um, they, they politely declined. Um, they're really nice about it. And they're like, you know, thanks, but interesting. No okay. But good try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Thanks for, thanks for reaching out. <laughs> and so, so about, uh, about three weeks to a month later, uh, I saw them blasting it all over their social media pages over like Twitter. Wow. And Facebook. Yeah. And so oh, okay. I, I got cool. really hot. Yeah. I got really hot headed, uh, for a minute, but I, I was like, you know what? I should cool off and kind of think about this. And they were really nice. So I, I just reached out back to them and it, it ended up being a complete misunderstanding. They, uh, um, someone had posted it on their Facebook page. So they didn't find it and post it. Like someone posted it uh, to them and they were like, oh, this is cool. And they, and they, and they reposted it. They were super cool about it. It was a total misunderstanding. Um, and they were like, you know what? Uh, I was just like, hey, if you just, all I want is just to give me credit. Just put my name on it. That's fine. You can use it however you want. Uh, and so they call me back the next day. They're like, hey, I want to give you tickets to the festival. You've been really cool about this. And then the next day they called me like, hey, Everyone really loves your design work. Do you want to be? You know, will you? Will you be there a you designer go. for us? Yeah. So that became my first brewery client. Right. So, um, so that's one avenue. I mean, you know, I, I think you talked about this in the last episode, but uh, you know, don't necessarily always advocate for doing free design work or, or that kind of thing. But sometimes, if you don't have, uh, if you don't have beer design work in your portfolio, you know, it mm-hmm. helps to start. It helps to start somewhere. You know, you, if you can show that you can do beer branding and beer design work, that that's going to just give you a leg up. Um, when you start approaching these breweries or if they start approaching you. So, uh, I, yeah, if you don't have anything in your portfolio, just I would say just start start creating some stuff. Um, but uh, besides that, I mean, this is kind of the obvious, but networking. Yeah. The, the, the one kind of thing that I think... Probably the best networking you can probably be a part of is the craft brew area. Beer, yeah. Brew yeah. area, you know? Go, right. Just go to a bar. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, and it, it doesn't... I'm working doesn't... here, Mom. <laughs> exactly. exactly, exactly. I have to, I have to tell I have to tell my wife that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I have to go to this brewery, and she's like, I oh, sure. I have to go. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Um, no, but it's, that's always one of those love-hate things, you know, networking, and um, but... Uh, but I mean, it's it's so important. Uh, you know, always always be looking to make connections or, or maintain existing connections. Like you never know who you're going to meet that works in the beer industry. Um, you know, one of uh, yeah. one of my my brewery clients, uh, a good friend of mine, ended up working for them, and uh, I kept in touch with her. And she's like, "Oh, I'm working for this brewery." And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I do beer design, and and that was another. I landed a client that way." So, um. You know, go to beer events uh, and, um, you know, just just meet everybody you can, you know, just try to put yourself out there. Uh, there's a lot of different people you can meet that they're, they do marketing or they'll do sales or they might be a brewer. But, you know, everyone there you, you want to connect with in any way possible and, and then try to maintain those connections. Um, and I mean, uh, I mean, Twitter is obviously a good place. There's there's a lot of uh, people in the beer industry now that have been pretty active on Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so that's another, that's another avenue to to kind of like try to connect with people and get you get some recognition. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to I got to squeeze in with that. I think I've noticed too. Uh, you're totally right with that because nothing gets more fo- followers or anything when I until I put in hashtags that are craft beer oriented. You oh. will instantly get people. That's probably one of the most active searched. I think hashtags on social media and other brewers and other one uh, people will chime in or lovers or fans or whatever of that beer or whatever will chime in so quickly more than anything else I see. So I think you're right. If they're using that platform or the platform that you're, you're, you know, in social media, 
totally do it. So mm-hmm. totally strong in that area for sure. Yeah, that's a great yeah. There's idea. a lot of, on on Instagram too. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's these huge accounts, and all they're doing is like uh, taking pictures of like bottles yeah. and hashtag hashtag craft beer. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've been cutting and pasting all their hashtags and using yep. them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, are there any kind of like events? So, like there, like I said, every market has their own set of breweries. Is there any like kind of standardized type of event that happens on a regular basis that people can check out to do this networking? in person um yeah so um right that's that's a good question there's uh i mean obviously there's a lot of beer festivals mm-hmm. um those and those, those guys are represented like the people that could hire you tech possibly would be there yeah sometimes sometimes you have people cool. that are you know that are that are in the brewery that are doing marketing or sales that are they're there at the beer festivals um that that definitely that definitely could be one avenue um, you might want to look for something that's not quite as big. That might be a little bit more specialized, uh, because the bigger the bigger beer festivals, a lot of times they'll just uh, the festivals themselves are usually nonprofits. So sometimes they'll just uh, have uh, they'll have volunteers pouring the beer. So they actually may not yeah. work for the brewery. So if, like, if you go to drink, find some... like drink for the kids, basically, kind yeah, of thing. like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's for the kids, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but so if you find some of the smaller, kind of more niche-focused ones, say like maybe a smaller cider one or like maybe like a barrel-aged beer festival, then you're likely to get uh, more from the actual brewery that yeah. you can connect, connect with. Um, yeah. I think a good point with that too is you will find that maybe the chances of meeting the person that are actually the decision-maker are pr- fairly good with that because they are smaller companies, right? Uh, the guy that's there at the show or doing a network thing could be the guy that is – looking for a designer or a branding person. So mm-hmm. you, you got the person right in front of you that you need to talk to, which is great. And mm-hmm. one, one of the other things I found too was that when we were searching for like brand, you know how you have to go through all the naming process. It's probably one of the hardest processes I've ever gone through finding a name that is available for a brewery. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a lot of these things, you can look and see who has, uh, who has uh, basically applied for a license and where they're pending. And I found a website that had that all in there where when you have to submit that. So what was interesting was I was looking at it and kind of going, these are all potential clients because you could see if they have a logo or not submitted for oh. their, you know, it's a good little secret there. But what a great tip to see that, you know, there's almost like a list prepared for you of who you can maybe go after. So um, just because of it being hot and trendy, I think it's a great, that's the advantages of where you're networking and how you go about getting these jobs, you know, could truly, can truly happen. Now, do you, do you, do you basically market yourself as this specialized designer? Is that, have you gone that, that far into how you, you market yourself and network yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I'm, when I'm going out to these kind of things, yeah, I I say like, you know, I'm a freelancer focused on the craft beer industry or, you know, uh, I, I'm a craft beer branding and design expert person, whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and ha- you has that made a difference where there's a, maybe a, an instant kind of, um, oh, wow, he's got to be a specialist here if he's saying that. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, I think, I think anyone likes to see that you've, you know, you have some um, expertise in that area or that you've done cool. it before, um, you know, because as yeah. we mentioned earlier, there are some hurdles, you know, when it comes to like understanding the legal process or understanding the requirements that a brewery might have in regards to the design aspects. Cool. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, along with along with that too, um, I uh, I I create and host 
beer branding events um, through Des- Design Week Portland and um, other other through uh, Portland Beer Week. Um, so that's another event you can look into. A lot of bigger cities will have a beer week where it's just a week full of different beer events. And uh, oftentimes those are, those are nonprofits. And so, you know, that might be another way to get, get look for new clients. Cool. Um, yeah. Like a lot of times these beer weeks are kind of, they're bootstrapped. So like you might mm-hmm. be able to, if you want to get some work in your portfolio, um, they'd probably be happy to have someone help them out with some, with some good design. Right. Uh, and then you can, and then you'd be able to kind of, use that avenue to network with people in the industry as well and have i've always found that it's great to make these inside connections um by just volunteering like volunteering your your you know your skills or just like offering these kind of things and just going to these events because it it's much uh much easier than trying to do like a cold pitch you know you're not approaching somebody who's been like hey will you pay me for design work it's more of like hey i really love beer i really like what you're doing and then it really creates an easy transition into like you know that network um yeah yeah that's like mm-hmm. the only job cool. interview where it's appropriate to declare your love for beer so <laughs> yeah. quickly. Yeah. Totally. And their beer. And their yeah. their beer specifically, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where where do you see this going like kind of long term and like what do you do to make sure you're adapting for the future and, and keeping yourself front of mind and, and you know, fresh with design, you name it. Yeah. Um so as a as I mentioned, it's the the beer industry's getting pretty pretty wild and and pretty cool with with its design uh label designs uh you look at somebody like modern times um oh yeah they they were they when they came out with their branding it was really it was really great super clean a nice balance between like the kind of vintage and and modern look um but if you look at a lot of their can releases they're just super artistic i mean it was just like just super super artistic so um that could be beneficial because it opens up the doors to other designers with, with various styles. Or if you're an illustrator, then, then you can have more opportunity to, to break into the space. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So, and there's also uh, to a certain degree, they call it kind of like the winification. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Of the industry. It's just basically like, you know, a lot of these breweries, um, some of these breweries, I guess are positioning themselves. as like super high end, like, you know, kind of like almost you would see in the wine industry. So, um, so you get some of that aspect of, of the really kind of high end, um, you know, like gold foils or like metallic, you know, foils and just like really super sharp and clean and a lot of white space, like that kind of a thing. Um, and so I, you know, it's where I see it going is just, um, it, with the naming aspect too, like you mentioned, Nick, like it's, it's super hard to come up with a name that's not taken, but yeah. at the same, at the same time, it's kind of cool because, every time I go to a brewery, I see these most creative names, like these like most like wild creative names. And like, I would have never thought of myself. And it's just really kind of cool in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so from that, I think, um, I think there's been a lot of like boundaries being pushed right now with, with can label design. Um, Absolutely. Where, yeah, yeah. I mean, you it's crazy. Do, yeah. You want to do something different. You want to stand out. So, and, um, and also nowadays there, the most popular kind of way for breweries to get out beers is through shorter run self-adhesive labels that, that, yes. are, like, that are like can wraps. Um, and you can do, you know, full color, four color, six, eight color processes, or you could do spot colors. Um, and it's really easy to get some cool effects like with like metallic or foils and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause you could bring in the, the metallic of the can yeah. as a background, which mm-hmm. is very cool. So it's exactly. like without the metallic ink price, you get mm-hmm. that, uh, that cool feature. Yeah. 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 
So what the cool thing with that is, I mean, it's just it's just this it's just a giant canvas. It goes around yeah. the whole can. So you you really have a literally an open canvas on on how you can design this this beer can label. And so that's I think that's really cool. Um, and um, so yeah, I mean, really, I think uh, it's kind of a wide open thing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of breweries are just open and really wanting to push the boundaries. So I think that's one of cool. I think where I see it going. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what advice do you have for anyone listening um, who's interested in getting into the into the niche? Um, yeah. So, I think like um, I think we like mentioned earlier. I think really, um, you know, just just do a lot of research. Um, when I when I started getting into it, um, I I just started. I just I kind of actually when I first got started, this is kind of one of the ways I started getting some clients as well. Is I I started a blog. I started a beer design blog. Um, and I took some inspiration from Oh Beautiful Beer. Um, yep. Uh, which, hate yeah. that site. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And a shameless little plug here, but I have uh, Harvey Shepard from Oh Beautiful Beers coming to do a beer design. I'm hosting a beer design event I'm hosting here in Portland in April. You're just killing me with this Portland thing, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Wait, I've got, I've got, we're going to have four... to be up there soon. Yeah, Next sign in yeah. city will change very soon. I, <laughs> I can predict. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's uh, it's called packing. it's called rough draft. I have four designers paired with four breweries. Um, each there's a pair, so a brewery and a designer. Uh, Great and idea. then they 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 create their own brew, and so the designer and the brewery works together to make their own beer. And then at the event, um, people, right are gonna, people are going <laughs> to people are going to people are going to submit names for each beer after they try it. They're going to submit names. I'm going to pick one for each brew, and then the designer has like an hour and a half to design a beer label in front of the audience live. Um, wow, so it's, it's that's gonna be pretty fantastic! Fun. Yeah, and Harvey. Idea. Yeah, so Harvey Shepard from Oh Beautiful Beer is going to be there talking about label designs and stuff, and it's going to be it's going to be really fun. But what a um, fun um, kind of unique little get together you're putting that you're doing and you're arranging. It's beyond fun, but yet it's also keeping you kind of, you know, in the, the, the front row there of this thing in your community and in this yeah. industry. So what a good – that's a great – and, and I think anyone can take that as advice and say whatever, like, you know, discipline or specialty you might be getting into, that's a fun way to, you know, try to figure out the same idea and be that person. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that, and I guess it's getting back to the question, like um, – trying to get get into this kind of niche or this this kind of specialty um i really had to just kind of take initiative myself to 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 establish myself as a professional in the industry um so i started this beer design blog uh in the similar um fashion as oh beautiful beer uh that i was able that i was able to connect with different designers and different breweries through that and make those connections uh and then from that point on uh, if I ever reached out to anybody, I'm like, oh yeah, I um, I own this beer design blog, and that and that right there just gave me some credibility. It mm-hmm. was wasn't it wasn't just like oh I'm a designer. It's like oh I'm a designer who is I founded and I run this beer design blog. So there right go. there, I mean, if you look at that, it's like the easiest way like to give yourself credibility. Like you didn't have to get hired for that. You didn't have to like get approved to do that. Just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I took I took that same approach with these uh, beer branding events. Um, and um and this and the podcast you know it's just uh so really just got to get out there just really start looking into like all these different kind of uh these beard beer designs like can label designs all these different brandings so you can kind of be aware of what's out there and, and where it's going um and then yeah i mean 
I, I've gotten some good traffic um, through that blog. Um, and so if you have a website, if you can start blogging about beer design, um, if you can have a website that's like, you know, putting out beer design and, and you're able to kind of get some SEO from that aspect, um, I've gotten I've gotten clients and projects from from that in, in itself. Right. Um, so really it's just, uh, getting out there and doing it, man. Like you, you, you just gotta, just gotta make it happen. That's <laughs> like good. kind of, kind of a crummy way to put it. Cause sometimes we're like, Oh wow. Okay. But you just gotta it's do the, it. It's the answer most of the time, man. That's truly yeah, I mean, the no universal answer. Yeah. Most of the time people aren't going to give it to you, but, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I guess a couple other points too, that was that I try to, I try to create, uh, partnerships um, with like B2B type companies. So for instance, um, I've through one of my brewery clients, one of my first brewery clients, I did a label design that was going through a printer and the printer specialized in beer label designs. So, um, I was able to make a really great uh, relationship with this label printer and I've maintained that through time and he gives me referrals. So if somebody comes to him and they're like a brewery and they're like, um, yeah, we need some labels printed. How much is this going to cost? And he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Do you have a design yet? And they're like, no, we don't. We actually need to get a design done. He's like, well, I tell you what, I got a guy for you, you know? There you go. Um, so looking for anybody like that, uh, that you can kind of, um, create a partnership with like it could be mutually beneficial um you can be yeah. like hey you know i will help you design a brochure if you are willing to give me some client leads type thing you know if it's if it's mutually beneficial then that that's that's a great avenue nice. as well nice. yeah, and if you can like refer each other like your printer like you could refer to him and then he can refer mm-hmm. you it works out for everybody exactly love yep. it all what right deal cool. man well thank you so much for coming on with us ryan um i think we have a I think Nick prepared a lightning round. We got, yeah, we oh, figured, why not? We're going to do this, man. Just Hot for the scene. fun that we, we've, we're going to have a few guests on for the next yeah. few episodes. So I thought this would be a little bit fun. Are you ready? Oh, I feel like, I feel like Ross from friends. That was my favorite. Episode <laughs> ever. The, the am I, am I supposed to have these questions up too? Or are, we, or are you, you just, yeah, just going to do Yeah. I don't have them up, but okay. Me so, all right. Yeah. Okay. So you got to go, go. You got to answer these quick. You ready? All right. I'm doing okay. my best. Let's do it. All right. Ryan, you're a new addition to the crayon box. What color are you and why? Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh, I love it. We got him. <laughs> oh, um. Oh gosh, this is so lame. Orange? Why? Just because I huh. I don't know. I always I always go with fall back. It's a very, beer. It's a it's a very beer. Portland color. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you it's go. a color beer. Done. Thanks for the thanks for the assist. Yeah. There you go. This is not turning into a lightning round with there's too much back and forth. Uh, Quick. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. What, what's your favorite music to work with? Um, I like kind of, uh, folk kind of indie rock stuff. I heard like Taylor, Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor <laughs> Swift. Okay. Uh, four, four non-blondes. There you go. <laughs> nice. All right. What do you look forward to in your free time? Um, sunshine. Cause there, it's oh, always so one. damn cloudy in Portland. So sunshine getting outside. Oh, yeah. Go to favorite junk food. Um, cinnamon bears currently. Oh, specific. Good one. Yeah, I like that. All right, favorite website for inspiration and why? Oh, already talked about it. Uh, oh, I beautiful know. beer. Yeah. Um, if, you, if yeah. you haven't looked that one up, guys, bookmark that. But yeah, totally. yeah. Okay, G- give me, give us another. Uh, you're starting a brand new project. You want just something out there, totally inspirational. Where do you go other than them? Yeah, well, I think this is kind of a staple, but uh, like Dribble 
or yeah. Behance. Uh, to be yeah. honest, like those two, those two platforms. If you just do a search for beer, um, yeah. you're gonna find some of the leading people out there, like Josh Emmerich, and um, you know some of those people out there that are just that are just killing it and yeah. really, really just doing some awesome stuff. Is awesome. the dye line any good anymore? I used to go there when I used to do more packaging. Still, yeah, yeah, still good. yeah, yeah. They got some super oh, inspiration. And it's almost stuff. Uh, the beer. The beer inspiration there is just killing it. Even oh. brand new, obviously as well. But like you were mentioning, it's becoming more of this artistic. Like um, there are like works of art. Some of these beer cans, you know, they're yeah. just beautiful. So uh, if you guys aren't ha- haven't gotten into any of those, take a look at them. They're fantastic things to just yeah. have and and bookmark for sure. Yeah, Instagram nice. as well for sure. Yeah. Oh, hashtag craft totally. beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. it works. All right, cool. So Ryan, do you want to stick with us for the listener question? I'd love to. You got time? All right, awesome. cool. Before we get there, we want to talk some fresh books, baby. All new fresh books rebuilt <laughs> from the ground up. Um, they've been com- completely redesigned um, and custom built for the way we as designers work. Um, you know, it's even more user friendly than it used to be. And just to slow it down, break it down for a minute. This fresh, is the slow jam. This is the slow jam. No, fresh this books. Is the bridge. Yeah. Take it to the bridge, Wes. I'm, I'm breaking free of the copy for a second because I'm going to talk from the heart because fresh books Ooh. makes me feel it. No, fresh books. So I'm on there almost every damn day sending out these yeah. invoices for clients. And literally, it does. I don't even have to think about it. I get in there, I do it, I basically copy another invoice, duplicate it, send it. I'm in and out in less than 30 seconds every time. Same here. It, yeah. yeah. I can totally, totally agree. Yeah. It looks branded. It looks way better, way more professional than if you just send like a PayPal invoice. We've all done yeah. that. This just steps up your game and makes you look like a legitimate company in a way that PayPal <laughs> kind of makes you look like you're selling on Etsy or something. I don't know. It's, there's yeah. a difference to it. So. We love FreshBooks for that reason. Um, in two clicks, you can set yourself up with it. And sorry, I'm, I'm dog sitting a little dog who's whining. Down here. <laughs> oh, so if you hear him, guy. that's that. This is Tater. Um, but Tater, yeah. And they've got the new projects feature, which I've talked about, which is great. So it's not just for invoicing anymore. You can share files and messages with your clients and your contractors and even employees. So it's kind of more of a project management all-in-one solution, which is amazing. They have multi-currency finance or invoicing rather. So if you have clients in other countries, it automatically does those conversions for you. You put it in in dollars. It comes out in, uh, is rupees still a thing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's Rupia. the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they've got great support. You know that. So to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section once more, 30 free days. If you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? Freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. All right. So we asked for it and we got it. We got it. it. We got it. <laughs> we got an audio question, guys. We haven't gotten one of these in a while. We love it. And this is from Anna in Chicago. She's my neighbor, I guess. Let's listen to Anna's question. Hi, my name is Anna, and I was recently promoted to art director of a small marketing team at a financial company. Within the main part of the business, this type of move is often attained by acquiring some sort of professional designation. So I was asked to research something relevant that would be helpful to my position. My boss suggested Adobe Certified Expert, 
but to me it seemed like it was geared more towards teachers in the industry. I could be wrong about that. Um, I'm an architect turned self-taught graphic designer, so I certainly would love to experience some formal education, especially on the company's dime. Is there anything you suggest, particularly from West, since I am based in Chicago? Thank you. So this is a good one. I, I think a very unique question that we've we haven't had before, but I, I was looking into a little bit of this Adobe certification thing, and uh, it sounds like it gets you to that level of where you'd want to be as like an expert here in the creative cloud. But I think to her question, I think it would be more important to figure out, take advantage of this opportunity to do something that's one, either in your scope of work that you want to get better at, or that will help you and the company. Because if the company's offering it, I think obviously, they want to get something out of this too. So if there's a specific area, I think like UI UX would be a great thing. If that's not in your wheelhouse now, and it's something we should all kind of be somewhat involved in, maybe that's a unique one to look for. Um, or maybe even contacting the uh, AIGA in your area there in Chicago and seeing if there's something that they can recommend. I just did a quick search and found a really cool one that's a uh, it's designation.io and it's based in Chicago and it's a complete UI UX uh, design bootcamp and cool little program that maybe that might be a, a fun one to try or see, but you know, think about, wouldn't you guys agree it should be something she's either looking for to, um, to get better in or something that can really help her company and they can kind of say, we have an incredible art director who has a credit, uh, some kind of an accredited certified thing somewhere, you know, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And sorry, Anna, I know you said you wanted my, me to chime in on this cause I'm in Chicago, but unfortunately <laughs> this, I, I, I'm not so aware of this. This is more Nick's wheelhouse, but um, yeah, I agree with what you just said, Nick, make it something as long as the company wants to pay for it. And it sounds like they just more or less want to do it to justify your yes. position. So yep. there he goes whining again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor guy. So, um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, ask yourself where you want to go in your career and which, which one of these kind of designations is going to sound great, look great on a resume for the totally. future. Cause yeah, I, I really think it's, um, it's kind of a statusy thing and you may learn something else, but I think it's more just to kind of further your, your career. Use it for that. Yeah. While, while yeah. they're paying for it, use it for that. Mm -hmm. my best advice what do you say ryan yeah i agree for sure i i think take a look at it as a uh as a positive like uh opportunity for you and i think in both uh your current career and also as like you said wes like something you can add to your resume um i know i know per yeah i know personally um i mean i've been designing for a long time but uh you know adobe keeps putting out new features all the time um and or you you know you get used to your same workflow using the same tools all the time so i think something like an adobe certification if it gives you an opportunity to learn the most newest up-to-date uh features and that can help you in your workflow uh, i always and, your, as, and as, her team you yeah know, if, mm -hmm. if now she's an art director and this is new and you probably got a little team underneath you it's a great point ryan bring come back with some of the the added value that you're getting on how to make the workflow. That's the biggest topic right now with everything they're doing. You know, it's like, how yeah. do you get better at this? How do you increase your workflow? Right. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I can speak to that a little bit because uh, I took on a creative director role at the small marketing advertising agency. And um, it's a, it's a completely, I don't say completely. It's, it's a very different thing than being just a designer. Um, you're working with other designers and you need to be able to uh, let them have their space to do their own creativity without being yeah. too, too on top of them and to be giving, giving them too much advice or too much, you know, 
strict guidelines. Um, so if you think that you might keep going in, in the art direction role um, or a creative director role and you, and you want to keep going down that way in your career, um, doing some sort of like management type uh, thing totally. because there's a whole yeah. dynamic there's a whole dynamic to working with uh, managing people that and creative a, specifically exactly exactly <laughs> let's that be can honest be, it can be really challenging I've 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 come across that myself so um, that might be an avenue to look at too if you feel like you want to keep doing that then that might be super beneficial to to learn how to work with teams uh, I mean even if you go to a different company and, you, and you're just a lead at, uh, for a certain team that yeah. can be really beneficial. But what a great thing to for her to take to maybe let's say the next job is this mar um, this this uh, whatever course she has taken in learning leadership and uh, running running a team again that's something that will help her out truly as well so make sure it's beneficial for you too that's a great not everyone's getting this opportunity out there in the marketplace right now so you yeah know, hopefully she takes advantage of something good let us know what you what you pick Anna that would be awesome. Yeah, hopefully that was helpful, Anna. I, we had more to say about than than I thought we would. So yeah, good. Look good at job. us. Nice. Yeah, so, <laughs> we so, should we should host podcasts. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so how about everybody else out there? Why don't you be more like Anna and do what we ask yeah. for and send us an audio question? <laughs> Is it so much to ask? Good. We love yeah. we love getting them, and um, you know we're we're running low on questions, so now is the time to sneak it in. As long as it's something we have not covered before, we are likely to answer it. Yeah, please so, do. Yeah, so send in those questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Um, Want to thank you again, Ryan, for coming on. Where can our listeners find out more about you or your Instagram or whatever you want to throw out? Yeah. Uh, so my most active places are Twitter. Um, I'm at Wheaton Creative. Um, my, my website was just recently updated and that's wheatoncreative.com. Um, and then, yeah, my podcast is called branding brews. Uh, it's in all the typical spots you can find podcasts. Uh, it's brandingbrews.com and also on Twitter at branding brews. Um, and yeah, I've had a great time. I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. Yeah. I got to check out your podcast now. So, um, all right, cool. Well, thanks for coming on Ryan and happy Friday. And with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the deeply graphic design cast. <laughs>